For wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Hey, hey, welcome in. That's right. Another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast, breaking down the great sport of wrestling week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Brandon Bainey. Let's introduce you to our panel tonight. Joining us from the Treasure Valley, Coach Al Fontes. What's going on, Al? Not much. Happy to, uh, it's been a good weekend. Good weekend. Coming back from Reno. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about for sure. Also joining us tonight on the Matt Chat Prepcast from East Idaho, Brian Zollinger. Brian, what's up? What's going on, diehards? <laughs> <laughs> I love that hat. So uh, Al's got his Idaho hat on uh, that his wife helped him pick out. And Brian- she got it someplace. She can't remember. <laughs> it was at just some store. So probably a rest stop somewhere. <laughs> and Brian is repping his Fargo hat tonight. Looks good. The, the word that only has meaning in the wrestling community, right? Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> That's right, for sure. So, and of course, uh, Al and Brian and myself are here, but so are all of you, the wrestling community, the wrestling diehards. And we want to hear from you tonight in the chat. You can uh, check this prep cast out live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account, as well as the Idaho Wrestling News Facebook page as well. Um, and so if there is a, a team, a player or a, a, a wrestler, um, a coach, you want to give a shout out to, you want to ask us a question, throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen and break it all down for you there. So, uh, let's start the show. Like we always do. And, and one more reminder too, is everybody's watching tonight. Uh, not everybody can make it live. A lot of people like to watch the replay, you know, the next day or, in the next couple of days before the weekend hits, if you could hit that like button and then share this. They're going to be able to find it so much easier amongst all the clutter and the noise on social media. So thank you for doing that as well as you're sitting here tonight, hanging out in the chat. All right. We always start the show with the best thing that I saw from the last week. Al, I have a feeling yours is going to be something from Reno. What was the best thing you saw last week? Uh, when it was just uh, the match with uh, Jason Mara and Ethan Parco in the finals, it went into overtime. Uh, that match was tough. I'd say 150 is one of the toughest weight groups. Uh, Parco had to go through Cepeda from Gilroy, who's ranked number three in the country. He beat him in triple overtime. This went into overtime. Uh, that weight was loaded. Um, I would just say that finals match where uh, – Mara did that uh, last second takedown to win the championship. You oh. heard my dogs in the background because my wife just got home. Yeah, I'm going to put you on mute for a second, Al, as we ask Brian what was – and obviously the dogs went wild for, for Al's thing he, he saw. <laughs> Brian, what was the best thing you saw from the past week? I like it. Dogs in the house. <laughs> uh, you know, the best thing – I'll go East Idaho. I was over here this weekend and, you know, two back and forth between two tournaments. Best things I saw, Madison pulling out the high country duels win, which was a big team win for Madison – Against South Fremont, American Falls, and Blackfoot were the top four. And then at the girls' tournament, Skyline pulled out the win, almost doubled up the second-place team. Uh, it was almost like a Skyline duel in the finals. They, I think, had seven or six finalists and, and two in the third- and fourth-place match. So that was pretty impressive to see for a, a team that two years ago was two girls, I think, or three, and now they've got full squad plus. So they looked good. 
Yep. And I'll say the best thing that I saw, one was in competition, one was kind of away from competition. Uh, both of them I happened to catch on social media. The first thing I saw, Brian, was a post from Butte County High School up in Arco, and they're kind of riding the wave a little bit, right? They just won their first football championship in school history. Well, for the first time in several years, They've got a wrestling program put together. Here's what they said. Pirate Wrestling Club in full effect. Our pirate wrestlers are taking to the mats for the first time in years. We're excited to be bringing back the program and cannot wait to see what these young grapplers can do. Word on the street is that it will open up to middle school next year as well. How awesome is that? Brian, I love this to see a school of Butte County size having enough interest to, to get a wrestling team together. Yep, that's that's pretty amazing. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, you know, for years you had Blue Butte County and you had Clark County in Idaho. Obviously, I think a population of a couple hundred. And if they had a kid, they would send them to you know a, a local school, West Jefferson or whatever the closest program was. So for them to be bringing wrestling back, that's that's pretty awesome. Love yep. to see it. And then in the arena, Al, uh, I'm going with another very small school. It would be a one A D two in every other sport. Uh, Tri Valley. Uh, playing uh, with athletes from both uh, Midvale and Cambridge, uh, went up to the Andrew Beck Memorial Tournament in Grangeville and uh, went undefeated. They beat the Lewiston JV, Orofino, Lapway, Grangeville, Nampa Christian, a second Lewiston JV team, and then Clearwater Valley. Um, the last match was the tightest, 45-42, but that gave Tri-Valley the championship. That's really impressive from a small program like Tri-Valley as well, Al. No, they got probably got some impressive coaching there and, uh, you know, just had the heart and desire to do it. And that's all it takes. Yeah. So there was some pretty incredible stuff. And of course, everybody in the comments uh, talking about the best things they saw from the last weekend. Rob says, shout out to BK for taking Tri-State with a small team. And Jacob was with us in the comments tonight. He's on dad duty. So yeah, BK winning Tri-State for sure. Um, and then... <laughs> Jacob says, I would hop on, but if you think Al's dogs are getting after it, imagine an 11 month old. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, Jacob, you just pop in the comments tonight and we'll throw them up on the screen with your thoughts. Um, let's see. Uh, Shara says, Go Skyline. Uh, and Shanna says, Yay, Madison. And here's Billy and Chelsea saying, Go Thunder Ridge Girls. So, our East Idaho supporters are out in full force. Tom says the best thing he saw was Century almost putting South Fremont into the two pod. Pretty awesome to see there. That, that That's a big result for Century, Brian. It, it is. Yeah, I talked to their coach this weekend and just super impressed what they put together. You know, they had a couple transfers, but they have they put together a program. I mean, they were competitive, and it came down to that last duel of South, and it just about happened. So that was definitely impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about BK going up to, to try state and winning it, Bridget. Post Falls uh, supporter, of course, says uh, we loved having them in our neck of the woods. Yeah, I love we were talking about that last week, the travel north. I would love to see more teams do it. Um, Hoyt says the same thing. BK was the story of the week. They are a class act team full of hammers for sure. Um, so, yes, BK going up to Tri-State and winning big eye opener, Al. But so was, as Amy says, Buell taking the Wiley Dobbs by 80 points. And Kevin agrees. He says Buell killed it at Wiley Dobbs. Big yeah. statement. Yeah, they had five champions, seven finalists, and 11 placers overall. So they looked pretty good over Jerome. They had Elko, Nevada there, and Cunis and a team is, and then I think Twin Falls was fifth. So, yeah, it was a great showing. Yeah. You know, having seven finalists is huge. 
Yeah, we're getting more Madison love in the uh, chat here. Kip says, way to go, Madison Wrestling. Jacob says, the 152 for Madison is a tough, tough cat. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, he had some big wins. And that that win against uh, uh, Avalos from American Falls, who took out uh, Riker Vale in overtime at 45, bumped up to wrestle Hannah and then got tacked. I mean, Hannah from Madison at 52, that was, I don't want to say unexpected, but I mean, he dominated. That was That was pretty impressive. And and Riker Vale is, I mean, he's the cream of the crop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we had him number one in our, our rankings coming into this, and you know, it was a tough match and could have won either way, but it was an overtime match with Avalos from American Falls and Vale. Super impressive on both of their parts, but then to see Avalos bump up to fifty two and get tacked by Hannah was kind of crazy. One of the more crazy results I saw. Yeah, for sure. Um, Xerxes is in the chat. Go Skyline and Melissa. <laughs> I assume these are all people related to you, Brian. Yeah, that's <laughs> he should probably be in bed right now. But uh... <laughs> uh, the holiday break's almost here, Brian. Um, okay, Melissa says Lapway's team is showing strong this year. They are in their second year, Al. Yes, so Lapway. Um, is a basketball school first and foremost. Girls basketball, boys basketball, both heavily favored to win the state championships this year in hoops. But they are starting a wrestling culture. How tough is it to to start a wrestling culture from the ground up at a school primarily known for basketball? I'm sure you saw that in California at schools along the way. It's very difficult, but if you have great leadership uh, at the grassroots and at the high school level working together, uh, it can come. You know, it just takes a lot of work, but you got to have the leadership on uh, both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Lapway was it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Al. They set the vision. They set the tempo. Just like with Idaho USA, uh, this national championship didn't happen overnight. It took years. They set a vision, the blueprint for action, and they've been working. Hundreds of thousands of people have been involved with this, and it, it takes a, it takes a community to build something like this. For so sure. it's possible. Yep. And I'll tell you that uh, at Lapway, I mean, winning is the standard. So that's a proud tradition they have up there. Uh, Billy and Chelsea say wrestling way better than basketball. Well, <laughs> we're going to we're going to find out at Lapway if they can get it turned around. That would be the ultimate story for sure. Um, OK, uh, before we dive into, uh, you know, previewing what's ahead and taking more of your questions and shout outs. We all talked about the best thing that we saw from the past week. Al, unfortunately, we got to swing the other way and talk about the worst thing that we saw from the past week, Al. And this is something that happened to you personally at uh, Reno TOC as you were coaching your team. Uh, we do this uh, for for fun, for, for you, the wrestling community. All of the articles that Al writes, the rankings that we put out, the prep casts that we do, it is all for you, the wrestling community. Now, there's a line that can be crossed sometimes, Al, and that line was unfortunately crossed uh, with you personally this past weekend. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk. I can't give any details based on the counsel I've had so far. Um, I was uh, attacked by a parent over an issue. I don't. Even, I never even met the people before, never even interact with them. But uh, they weren't happy that their wrestler wasn't written about or talked about. Uh, you know, I my the list of people I want to write about is about this big. And I, I, uh, I spend hundreds of hours working on this. I'm one guy. So, uh, like I said, I can't discuss more. I know the matter is being addressed with the authorities, but it, it, it was a shock to me that this, I, in my 30 years, I've never dealt with this before. 
Yeah. And so the articles that Al writes, he doesn't have to do that. He's volunteering his time to provide that service. That's why we have the prep cast. Okay. This is the open forum for you to give your, uh, your child, your favorite coach, your favorite athlete, the shout out here. And we're not always going to be able to get to everybody in the written space, but it is never okay to cross that line and physically, you know, invade someone's space especially if it's if it's al if it's brian if it's myself it doesn't matter okay there's a way to go about it you can send an email you can have a conversation with us but but getting physically involved never okay and al when you told me that story i was really disheartened by it because it's it's 99 of the the wrestling community is awesome but it's that one percent right that can ruin it yeah it's yeah it's it's probably point zero zero one percent Right. If you do the math, um, I've never dealt with this before for every kid, every 10 kids I write about, there's probably 50 more. I want to write about my list is long. Uh, I've invested thousands of hours. I don't consider it a job, a work. It's a passion. And, uh, you know, uh, all they have to do is communicate. There is no bias. Anyone I'm trying to represent everyone. I can, there are, you know, there are certain criterias we try to work by, uh, to you know, who we write about. But nonetheless, it was very unfortunate. It has nothing to do with the school uh, that uh, these people came from. But uh, hopefully it'll be taken care of and hopefully it'll never happen again. Uh, I like to move forward. You know, that's what I love about the wrestling community. Like you said, Brandon, for, for the most part, what I see in wrestling is can be summed, summed up as the abundance mentality. You know, when people are truly happy about the success of others, you see that so much in this sport. So it's sad to see something like that happen because, you know, it's a it's a family. Uh, you know, the, the kids that have beaten my kids or even I look back to my state high school finals, the kids I wrestled there, they're lifelong friends. We still communicate. Um, and, you know, it's because you're, you're happy about the success of others. You're competitive. Uh, it's probably one of the most competitive sports out there. It's fiercely competitive. But when you, you leave the mat, there's bonds created. And, and that's what I love about wrestling. So it's sad to see something like that happen. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just putting the message out there right now. Don't be that person. Don't cross that line. And let's all be civil about it for sure. So anyways, now we'll get back to the wrestling results here. Now, Megan does say, you know, she wanted to chime in with one of the worst things she saw. Um, this was in the finals at Tri-State uh, finals uh, trap arm slam against Matthew Martino in the finals. He did win by an injury default over a kid from Mead High in washington and daniel chimes in as well illegal moves that result in injury and hospitalization should result in suspension not just a dq with the match we in north idaho are all praying for bishop kelly and matthew martino that's always tough to see i heard he's doing well uh, i've been in contact i don't have the today but uh this week and i heard he's recovering well and uh you know that's what i know right now yeah, we're certainly hoping, uh, you know, the dynamic Matthew Martino can get back out there soon. And that, yeah, it's always tough when you see something like that happen for sure. So we had a kid at Rocky that happened to at the Reno tournament and we had to take him to the hospital. Luckily, everything is fine. Just needs a little rest and recovery and he'll he'll be back on the mat as well. It's scary, but yeah. sometimes it happens. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a scary ordeal for sure. More shout outs coming in here. Cody says, how about Middleton Middle School taking third at state Middleton in the hunt for a trophy? That's not too far from where you're at, Al. Yeah, Middleton's tough. Um, they could they could be one of those teams that uh, challenge for top four, top three. We'll see. Nampa, Post Falls and uh, Meridian are going to be tough to break that top three, but they're they're right there. 
Let's see. Yep, for sure. Okay. Um, let's see. Melissa, she was talking about lap weight earlier. She says, Maniac strong and proud. That's the Orofino Maniacs slowly restarting a program for sure. It's, it's got to be one of the best mascots in the country. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love that. Yep, for sure. It, it is unique. Um, the Orofino Maniacs for sure. Um, okay, let's go to uh, a shout out here from John Young. The best thing he saw was Jason Mara winning Reno Tournament of Champions and Meridian took sixth as a team, Al. And this is going to segue perfectly into a new feature we're bringing to the show every week here on the Idaho Matt Chat uh, prepcast. Uh, we all get together on a group chat and we kind of submit nominees for our wrestler of the week. That's right. And then we'll honor the wrestler of the week uh, every Tuesday night uh, on the new episode. It was pretty unanimous this week. It, it's Jason Mara for winning at Reno. No, he's an exceptionally tough kid. Three-time state champion. Uh, he's multiple All-American. He's going to Stanford. Uh at the Reno TOC, I'd say his weight was one of the toughest in the tournament. Uh, in the final, he beat Ethan Parko, who's uh, ranked number 11 in the country. And in the semis, Parko had beat his fellow state wrestler, uh, Cepeda, from Gilroy, who's number three in the country. That match was in triple overtime. And then Mara's match went in overtime. He hit a sweet single leg and uh, got the takedown on the edge. I got a video of it. It was pretty good. But uh, well-deserved, well-deserved. He's a great student. In fact, the wrestler he wrestled in the final, Parko, is going to uh, Stanford as well. So they'll probably be workout partners. So very just, impressive. Just set the tone early for sure. So, yeah, if you are the Idaho Wrestler of the Week, you get a little bio blast up on the screen too. So here it is. Jason Mara from Meridian High School, also uh, – on the club a scene competes with fighting squirrels wc love that 138 pound sophomore and al it is really important that we highlight the wrestling accolades certainly three-time 5a state champ three-time district three champ all sorts of uh you know national uh, placements and all-american honors but just as importantly are at the top the academic accolades mm -hmm. as well national honor society on the principal's honor roll and a 4.0 GPA with college prep classes, which is, is no small feat. No, it's not. And you know, the picture there we're seeing is of his sophomore year, you know, being a senior, he's an exceptional student. Um, great, 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 great person to be around. Uh, you know, he's going to do well in the future, both on and off the mat. Yeah, yeah the, those academics are important, Brian, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mar is one of the being around him and the the team duels. He's he's such a natural leader too. He's great with the rest of the team, building people up when they're down. I mean, Mar is just one of those kids, just born to be a leader and great kid. And obviously, I typed that in wrong. Jason's not a sophomore anymore. That's yeah, that's what the picture was, but that's he's not a sophomore, obviously. So my bad on that. That'll be better oh. moving forward. <laughs> oh, good. That is our Idaho wrestler of the week. And Kristen says, woohoo, that's my kid. You can see the little Stanford uh, logo in the background of her profile picture right there. That's awesome. And Molly says, well deserved. So, yes, we're looking forward to having this new segment every week, our wrestler of the week here on the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast. And Jacob says, Mara, better than Parco, better than Cepeda, better than Bassett. What do you think of that line of logic, Al? 
<laughs> they're so close that, that every yeah they're all in that cluster but mara proved he held himself held him strong never panicked in any of his matches at reno he looked he looked like he wanted to be there in fact he had lost to parko i think the year before in the quarterfinals so this was and he had beaten him in years past but this was an important match and uh he, he he's solid. Yep. So from Meridian, which has, you know, no shortage of athletes to choose from one last time, we'll check in with Lapway. Cause this is important. Melissa says, you know, I'm super proud of our wrestler Martinez. He was our only wrestler at the Andrew Beck Memorial tournament. No matter, no matter whether he won or lost, he always came up smiling and he was just happy to be there. Brian, one guy carrying the torch for the, for the school. Yeah, that, that's super impressive. I, I, there was a kid out of Clark County kind of did the same thing. He was the only kid, and he qualified for state that year. So that's just awesome to see. So congratulations, Martinez, and, uh, you know, keep building up there. That's pretty cool to see. Oh, sorry. That was for Orofino. Sorry, Melissa okay. says Orofino. Okay, sorry. And, and, and Brandon, we, we've, we've shown you got Buell, 375 students. They produce state-level kids. Some kids have been All-Americans. You know, you got uh, South Fremont, 475 kids. They produced All-American State Championship teams. It's not it, quanti quantity helps, but quality coaching and and just a vision is huge. And that's what you have in these small town communities. Yep, for sure. And so it does. I mean, that success builds at the high school level first, and then it trickles down to middle school. We talked about Butte County having a team for the first time in years, and they're going to have a middle school team next year. And we were talking about. Middleton, you know, winning uh, or excuse me, taking third at the middle school state competition. And uh, as a add on to that, there was somewhere in the comments um, basically that said, you know, the middle school competition is no joke, Brian, because it is one champion. That's it. Yep. No doubt about it. It's it's a super state for the middle school. So it is anytime you can place or win that, that's super amazing. So, yeah, no doubt about it. Yep, Anthony says it right here. Middle school state is no joke. No divisions, just one champion. Tough to place for sure. So, so Brian, real quick, I didn't get a chance to look at those results because I was at Reno. Where would you say a vast majority of the placers came? Did they come from the Treasure Valley or was it spread out pretty good? You know, I think it was it was pretty spread out, pretty good. I mean, um, I you probably had more from the treasure Valley just because numbers wise, I think you had more there, but um, you know, overall it was pretty spread out. Homedale, I think was a second place team, which, you know, that's another, what are, is Homedale three, a school. It's not a large population base. So for them to take second there, that was pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you had kids Sandpoint was in fourth with coming to cleared it from down north. So it was pretty spread out through the, the entire state. I would say that the champions. So it's cool. Yeah. Good yeah. signs. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. And then, you know, I try, I was looking at the tri-state results, obviously, because that's in my backyard. BK took first post falls took third. They were pretty close. Al BK had 218 post falls. Was at 209? Yeah. Um, so 218, they had two champs, uh, BK four finalists and nine placers. Uh, whereas post falls had one champ, you know, only had the one finalist and eight place. So they had almost as many placers Mead Washington. Who's a, Three A state champion was at two eleven and a half, and so the top three was pretty close. We're just talking one more wrestler getting in the finals would have made a big difference. Yeah. So very close. 
definitely yeah. razor thin. We're getting some more chatter about the middle school state tournament that happened here. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Coeur d'Alene Middle School uh, won it. Madison Middle School was fifth. Corey says, yeah, Madison was like fifth. Um, and then how about this from Chris? Uh, he says Farnsworth Middle School placed 12th with only four kids. That's in Rigby, Brian. Yep. Yeah, good for Farnsworth. And they've, then they've got two middle schools there. So, you know, that's impressive to do that with four kids, quality kids for sure. Yep. And uh, Jacob adds a little context as well to uh, what happened at Tri-State. Uh, Ryder Seguin finishing healthy could have brought them into second place uh, as a team for Post Falls. We're hoping for a quick recovery there as well for Ryder. And that's what I'm talking about is if he, if that didn't happen, he's in the finals. That just, that's several points right there. It put him even that much closer, you know, nine points away. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, Here's Natalie, uh, Leah Loya from Madison state champ. She's a beast. That's at the middle school level again. Um, And so that's always the big question now is, you know, which of these middle schoolers are going to come to the high school level and be able to compete right away. And which ones are, you know, they're kind of the late bloomers. Maybe they go to state their freshman year and they place fifth or sixth, but you can see the potential there. That's what makes it so fun to track all of these young men and women as they compete throughout their high school careers. Yeah, there's definitely some girls in the middle school. I've seen some at Heritage. Uh, definitely, if they stay on that trajectory, uh, they they can go to the national level. But middle school success doesn't equate to high school success. you got to be able to adapt to that next level maturity same thing going into college so we'll see mental too right you can go and 90 percent yeah for sure um okay anthony says at the middle school uh meet fruitland placed ninth with nine wrestlers that went five of the nine placed two champs that's pretty good that's pretty outstanding and then Amy says, shout out to the army it took to put on middle school state, the Christmas clash duel tryouts and folk style festival. That was a marathon for sure, Brian. Yeah. And, and to do it while we had high school tournaments in every corner of the state. So you're without all the high school help and the, the dads that have kids at both. I mean, we were in East Idaho. We had half the dads with kids on the high school team had kids that they'd sent with the, the, the other spouse or friends or a bus. So definitely impressive for the state to put all those on at the same time. Yep. So Al, I've got to, I got to think obviously the biggest weekend of regular season wrestling is Raleigh lane. Right. And, but that's, that's a lot of teams coming to one spot in terms of tri-state up North and Andrew Beck Memorial tournament was held, you know, in, in district two, and you had the Wiley Dobbs and you had all the stuff going on in East Idaho and Reno TOC. Was this the biggest weekend of competition just in terms of everybody being spread out and competing at different places? Definitely for the early part of the season. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. It is is probably one of the busiest. I mean, most of us are going to be off for two weeks, then come right back and then have to hit Raleigh Lane, which will be tough. Uh, and we all sort of get out of condition a little bit. So hopefully that'll be a wake up call, Raleigh Lane. So it'll be interesting to see who's prepared. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I think last I yeah. saw it, 89 teams coming yeah. to Raleigh Lane. So that's, uh, you know, there's a California team coming this year, several Nevada you know, 10 plus Washington, Oregon, Utah. I didn't see many Montana teams this year, which was interesting. You know, you see a flathead, but with, you know, close to 90 teams, that's that's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. Uh, one of my former wrestlers I coached back in California, his daughter's on a team in Douglas. And he's like, yeah, we're coming to Raleigh. So we're ready to come. They look forward to it. They heard it was a good tournament. So 
Yeah. Chris says uh, Raleigh Lane is going to be a movie this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Amy says Raleigh Lane. And then the same weekend, 3A State Preview at the 50th annual Buell Invite. 50 years, Brian. That's that's super impressive. Wow. I did not know that tournament's been going on for 50 years. There's not many in the state that have lasted that long. So, so wow. that's, yeah, two big tournaments that weekend. That'll be fun. And it is a good 3A preview. I, just about everybody from, you know, this half of the state, at least, that's 3A goes there. So, yep. Tom says Buell Tourney is going to be tough as well. Sounds like maybe that's where Century's headed. Tom here representing Century. Uh, more shout outs. Uh, let's see. Hoyt says Ryder never quit talking about Ryder Seguin from post falls. It's something to be proud of heart of a champion. Um, Megan Haas says shout out to Cooper Bugner taking state out of Lewiston middle school action again there. Uh, Anthony Oligue. I hope I said your name right. Anthony says Molly Oligue beats a senior fourth state uh, placer at the Ryrie rumble as a freshman. Al, that's what we were talking about. Those freshmen can come in sometimes and, and open our eyes a little bit. We're seeing it at the high school level. We're seeing it at the collegiate level. And we got high school seniors beating Olympic level wrestlers now. Uh, the quality is getting better. These kids have access to more wrestling, uh, more tournaments, more, I mean, high level wrestling's more than I've ever seen it. Yep. Uh, Billy and Chelsea, shout out to Taylor Brown coming back strong after her injury for Thunder Ridge as well. Uh, Al, what point, because you're coaching, What at what point in the calendar do you start looking at, because injuries happen all throughout the season, right? Earlier season injuries, obviously you have more time to come back. Is there is there a cutoff date that coaches look at and go, okay, if you're not making progress by this date, it's going to be hard to get you, you know, the number of matches you need to be ready for what would be a postseason run? It really depends on the, the skill set of a wrestler. If they're an exceptionally experienced wrestler, they can they can recover really quick and get there. But if it's a newer wrestler, haven't been around, it may be a lot longer. So weeks instead of a week, right? So yeah. it depends on experience. And, you know, with concussion protocols now, if a kid gets can, even the getting hit on the head and they go into uh, concussion protocol, you're talking it could be a week or more, right? Yeah. So it's we got some parameters that we got to work with. There's certain things you don't want to happen at the end of the year. Yeah. So two weeks ago on the match at prep cast, everybody was talking about that heavyweight battle at Toppenish, right? And how <laughs> it kind of spilled over out outside of the uh outside the circle. And we uh we had a fan actually send in a video clip of that uh tussle. And so I, I wanted to throw it up on the screen. I'm glad everybody walked away feeling okay from this, but check this out. <laughs> you have to get a new table. Yeah. It up. It's like WWE. <laughs> Brian, awesome. you, you ever seen anything like that? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it happens. You know, probably. I don't know if I've seen a table collapse quite that good, but you've seen. I've seen people run into the tables at least once a year. But that was that's beautiful to see the whole table collapse like that. Yeah. Zach Phelps must have been roughing that. <laughs> yeah there's zach right there yep <laughs> you know somebody in the comments said the 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 best thing they saw this weekend brian was you and stripes 
that you know that felt good like uh got the neck brace off and I, I refed one in Pocatello and I got there and there was no officials like it was an inter uh inter districts match so no no officials were signed and I showed up in my street clothes still wearing my neck brace and uh they're just like hey can you ref I'm like yeah sure if you don't mind street clothes and uh but it, it felt good in stripes again finally so but Brian you. you have to be in shape to be an official it's you got to be in condition. I mean, I mean, I'm talking all day tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a grind. You, guys, it's a grind. Taking the shoes off for sure. Yep. For sure. Um, Jacob says fifth best East Idaho ref, Brian. We're <laughs> 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 talking about Phelps there. I'm in the other yeah. district. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Speaking of Phelps, he said, I'm late to the party, but it can't be understated what BK did at Tri State. Nine wrestlers. All of them wrestled their hearts out. Castaneda looked amazing. And until he got injured, Martino looked like a superstar. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, talking about that heavyweight tussle we were talking about. Um, we showed the clip there. Bethany said, got even more fun after Xander's match. And then um, Lynn says, uh, they took out the table, the scoreboard, computer, <laughs> etc." So it's, uh, yeah, for sure. That was a good matchup. Uh, Billy and Chelsea were talking about Taylor Brown from Thunder Ridge and her recovery. She was out eight months and then was able to come back right where she left off, Al. So we talk about, you know, uh, if it's a, a wrestler that you feel good about, you can come right back in and almost like you didn't miss a beat. Now they said, obviously her endurance decreased, but it's really how dedicated the wrestler wants to be out in that recovery. Yep. Um, okay. We were talking about tri-state. How about this guys, Derek Booth, new coach at North Idaho college in the comments tonight, coach Booth. Thank you for checking out the action. We appreciate it. He says, NIC appreciates all the teams who attended the 52nd annual tri-state and al your gear is on route <laughs> i'll wear it in the next podcast <laughs> thank you thank you derek oh that's great yeah coach booth is doing really remarkable things at north idaho college brian yep he is it's it's fun to see you know got some local wrestlers up there again some recruiting some idaho kids some montana kids uh, you know, and some really great freshmen. They've had a stellar start to the season. It's awesome to see Coach Booth up there and kind of bring the glory back to North Idaho College. Can't wait to see the future. You know, and, and we've talked about, you know, we need another program, but we got them and we got to really promote them. I really yeah. want to do where I can to promote them and highlight, you know, wrote that one article. Derek, I'm willing to, I want to do more. So, you know, let me know. So anything we can do to help promote it. Yeah. And it's awesome that they host that tournament up there. I mean, Tri-State this year, I don't had a really good showing. I didn't didn't count up, but I mean, from 52 to 70, you had three in a row in the finals um, from Idaho that won it, 52, 60, and 70. Uh, you know, great showing from Idaho kids at that tournament. And it, it's it's getting built up to be one of the those, you know, second tier in the nation tournaments. It was, it was really tough. So Idaho should be proud, and North Idaho College did a great job hosting. So, Brian, do they hold it in an old gym? I heard it's like traditionally been in this older gym. Is that where, where it's held? You know, I've, I've never been up to it. I've just looked at the results online and watched. I watched the vid the finals videos, and it looks like an old gym, but yeah. I, I've never been up there. Old tradition, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool wrestling room they've got up there. I was able to sneak in and, and take a look at it uh, when I was up there doing some basketball stuff. I, yeah, I know basketball. Yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Bridget says yes in in the old gym, um, and Lynn says yeah, the original old. 
NIC gym. Yep. Christensen gym. That's where the, nice. the, the basketball's at too, for sure. Um, so, and Jacob says they put it on the number six team in Juco last week. He thinks nice. it was number six in the rankings. So, and I was looking at the, the roster real quick. They've got eight Idaho wrestlers yeah. from, from nice. the gem state. So, yeah. yeah. And they traditionally have. Another, yeah. They won a lot of national championships with a lot of Idaho kids on those teams back in the days. So, you know, Coach Booth's doing a good job, and I expect to see national championships coming in the future, bringing it back to Idaho. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see NIC taking off the way they have uh, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, and let's see here. Yeah, Corey says, no more basketball talk. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes, I try to keep it to a minimum here for sure. <laughs> Um, Lana says late chat on middle school state, but Burke Camberlongo from victory middle school took first in one ninety without a coach present and through a knee injury. He'll be one to watch. Brian, you ever seen anybody compete without the coach there? <laughs> it happens, especially at those middle, you know, and, and you got to appreciate the fortitude of those kids to, to go out and do it. You know, middle school, that's a, it's one of those ages why you're nervous at that age. So good for him. And now Victory Middle School feeds into, is that, does that feed into a public school? Is that Victory? Uh, I, I think they're down close to Mountain View, I think. I think they're in Southern uh, Meridian. So okay. I think that's where they go. See, I, I asked you because there's middle schools all over and some kids end up going to Meridian and some go to Mountain View and some go, I know it gets kind of. keep changing the lines, you know, the boundaries yeah. there's, with the growth happening, the boundaries are, are changing. I know when Oahe was opened up, they restructured the lines again, you know, star is growing a little bit. So the, and the, some of those kids were going to Eagle. So, I mean, there could be some more changes to come in the future. Yeah, for sure. Lana says uh, victory wrestlers all went solo since the team didn't go. So maybe yeah. coach was with somebody else, yeah. you know, a couple mats over. And so, um, yeah, that happens in sports like tennis a lot sometimes where the kids just out there on their own without the coach um, for sure. Yeah. And and, these, yeah. No, sorry. And these kid tournaments, you know, that's tough because a lot of the coaches are at the high school tournaments, you know, that yeah. same a lot of the dads that are at the high school tournaments coach the little kids programs or the high school coaches. So it's pretty common there, but good for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, See, at, oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh no. I was just going to say at Rocky, um, our middle school coaches are also part of the high school team. So they come after that. So um, that helps out a lot, sort of that feeder program. They come now when you say they come, are you saying they're they also come? Rocky coaches, a uh, couple of the coaches, the head coach and some of the assistant coaches at uh, Heritage are also coaches at Rocky as well. And so they come on to the Rocky staff once the middle school season yes. is over? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a good way to do it for sure. It helps. Yeah. Um, Eddie says, uh, I saw some great matches at the High Country Conference duels, Brian. 2A through 5A schools all battling it out. Ton, tons of fun matches, you know. Uh, I, Eddie's kid and my kid battled it out. It was a – should have went overtime. Um was decided on a stall call literally with five seconds left. I hated to see it. I wish they had went overtime, um, but that was a great match. Uh, what, you know, one of the, the best matches I saw there, there were, I mean, Packer and Googleman when Googleman took out Packer, that was, that was an impressive result. Uh, you had Banta bu bump up uh, Banta from South Fremont bump up and wrestle Mauger. Uh, Mauger won that, but good for Banta to, to bump up to get that competition. Uh, Saxton Scott and Mauger had a, um, an exhibition match because Saxton can't isn't qualified to or 
I guess, cleared to, to wrestle, score team points yet. So that was just an exhibition match. But there were some great matches there um, up and down the lineups. Like we said before, Madison looked really good. Blackfoot had a solid squad. American Falls, you know, until they wrestled Madison, looked pretty dominant. Um, so, yeah, great. Some really good matchups. Yeah, Zach says Googleman beating Packer was a big win. Um, real quick, back to the middle school state. Lana says that's where parents come in and are awesome, though. Lots of mom and dad, Matt coaches that weekend when uh, you know the the coaches are with the high school team for sure. Uh, okay, so you mentioned Brian. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room with Saxton Scott. There's been a lot of free Saxton Scott comments in the chat. Hashtag free Saxton Scott. Hoyt, you know, he's up in North Idaho. He's not really privy to East Idaho. He's saying, what's this free Saxton Scott talk? Um, he maybe as best as you can describe the situation that's going on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Saxton Scott was at Bonneville high school. His first two years of school, obviously when you amazing wrestler, um, wanted to transfer to Idaho falls high school for, for personal reasons. Uh, obviously in Idaho, we have the, the policy. It's not, it's not family didn't move as far as I know they, they may have moved, but I'm not aware that they moved. So you've got to go through that high school athletic association, get approval. Um, my understanding they're waiting on final approval to get that done. And so until he does, he can't wrestle varsity, uh, events, score team points. And so he's stuck doing JV stuff or exhibition matches. Um, I'm with, you know, me personally, this is kind of my background. I went to law school to do sports law. Uh, I like the open transfer rule. At least, you know, I saw Jacob in the comments said Oklahoma just approved a one-time transfer. Um, to me, it's best interest of the child, you know, wh whatever's best for those kids. I get it. Coaches don't like, uh, the recruiting that happens with some private schools and transfers and stuff like that. But, uh, I just like to see the kids be able to, to go where they think is best for them and, you know, as coaches, we need to just get better. If our kids, you know, go build build our program, and it, it does suck to see somebody leave like that, but that's kind of where it's at is they're just waiting on, you know, whether they go through the appeals process with IHSAA to get Saxton approved and, you know, just hoping they get him approved um, to be eligible before the district and state tournaments. Yeah, so the way it works now is you can transfer from one school to another. <clears throat> you can have what's called a bona fide move where the family moves. Um, but now there's a new stipulation in place that if it's within 20 miles of your previous school district, you know, you have to have additional information showing, yes, we have moved. We've got, you know, our address and bills and that sort of thing. And if there is no move, you can still transfer schools if there is some sort of hardship. If there is something going on at the previous school where it's not in the best interest of the student or the child, like you said, Brian, and that is when you can file an appeal with the IHSAA and apply for that hardship and then be granted immediate eligibility. And it sounds like that's where we're at in the process is the IHSAA is just reviewing that, right? Yeah. You know, I've heard that the, it was the original application was denied. And so now it goes to the, so I think the original um, application goes to a smaller member board. I think it's five members and then at, they can appeal it to the full member, uh, uh, full member, which I think is about 14 board members and then they can approve it there. And if it doesn't get approved there, then you take it to the courts if you want. Um, and there's other routes. So that's yeah. where they're at now. And we hope to hope to be able to see them wrestling soon. Yep, for sure. Um, Bridget from Post Falls says, I thought we were open. Yes, open enrollment for school, but that does not mean that you are automatically eligible for athletics. Uh, for example, Post Falls, 
if a post fall student went to Coeur d'Alene for some reason, you know, they would still have to get approved by the IHSAA to compete in varsity competition. You can compete at the JV level. Um, Billy and Chelsea say hopefully Bonneville will release him. I don't, I don't know that it's, you know, Bonneville can write a letter of support. They don't have to. Uh, the situation at no recruiting, uh, What just what's best for Saxton. I like this comment, Al. Megan says, RIP to the JV kids that have to wrestle Saxton Scott. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, Amy says, it's usually adults making the decisions anyway, not the kids, but it is rough to see some kids losing a year and others not. Remington windmill losing year was ridiculous going from a 4A to a 2A and the 4A school filing a complaint. Colin Robinson gave up a year. Those are just some recent examples, Brian. Um, but yes, typically the adults are part of this process because they're parents, right? Yeah. They're going to look out for their child's best interest. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And you know, that's, that's the system that the courts use is best interest of the child's standard. And I would love around the country to see that standard adopted. And, and I, I get, you know, the, the flip side of that is if you're a coach and you put in a, a, a you know, countless hours developing these kids and then they get to high school and they want to go wrestle for another team or uh, you know, that that's tough on that side of the two. And so I understand why the rule exists, but I just love the best interest of the child standard that we use for legal decisions. And I'd like to see something like that implemented for high school sports and in all sports, not just wrestling. Yeah. Al, what was it like in California? Cause you've got, I mean, the population density there. I mean, you got people jumping schools all the time. I it was imagine. very inconsistent, uh, based on section, uh, Southern Cal, SoCal, the uh, Southern section, you'd see a lot more moving around. It was allowed. Uh, the rules were a little bit different up where I was at. It was pretty stringent. You move, you use a year of eligibility for athletics, very wow. rare circumstance that you can get eligible for sport as well. Wow. And that, and that's a hardship. Yeah. And that's one of the other complicating factors, Brian, is this new wrinkle that they've added with this 20 mile radius. Obviously yeah. you're all your Idaho falls schools are going to be within that radius. Yeah. Um, they're all right in there. So. Yeah. And it's an interesting dynamic because it's not like the schools themselves that, that are government owned and have certain rules they have to follow. IHSA is, is technically a private organization that the member school, I guess you could call it quasi government. So it really adds, you know, an interesting wrinkle on changing things. And, and most of the states are set up the same way that they have a private organization that member schools join. And by joining, you have to abide by their rules. And so, you know, it's it's it takes all the schools to get together to, to really change anything. So it rarely happens. Yeah, we did see, you know, not to go off topic here, but we did see that earlier this year with this reclassification proposal that was put forth and they surveyed all the schools and, you know, over 70% said, yeah, we'd like to tweak the enrollment numbers. Um, and the IHSAA board denied it basically and said, no, we're not going to do that. Then all of the state superintendents, you know, got together and two thirds of them overruled. Um, there was this little known clause in the bylaws and, and because the state superintendents got together, uh, they were able to overrule the board and the classification parameters were put in place, Brian, kind of a rare instance of when everybody kind of stood up and said, we actually do want this change. Yep, it is. And then that's what I would suggest to people. If they want change, then go talk to their school administrators and get them together. And uh, there's definitely a way to get it changed if people want it changed. Yep, for sure. But until then, you know, it is going to be subjective. It is going to be, um, you know, school A and school B and what they say. And, and so, you know, the process will play out, but we hope it's either way. I just hope it's resolved soon. 
um, for Saxton because that is a tough spot to be in where you're just kind of floating in the ether, not sure where you're going to land necessarily. So anyways, uh, Al, isn't this what people love? All this bureaucratic talk about the rules and... (laughs) (laughs) No, I would like to go back to Wiley Dobbs Invitational. The more I look at yeah. that tournament, uh, you know, there's there were several good wrestlers like Sawyer Anderson, state champion, win it. You uh, you had Tucker Bone win it. 32s look pretty tough with Sean, uh, Sean Hall beating Coy Orr. And, you yeah. know, Paul Kern was third, and he's a three-time finalist. So very tough. But the weight that really impressed – and then you had Riley Brunson win it, returning place here. But the weight that I just – Started looking at it was really 195s. You had Gabe Finley from Buell, fourth at state, won it. Colton George was second. He's a two-time placer. Gavin Williams from Jerome, third, three-time placer. Osmond from Hawaii, fourth at state. And then Cody Biggs was fifth. That was third at state. That weight was loaded. So that was almost like a super state, per se, for that weight. I don't, I, I don't know if that weight will be tough in all their divisions So in the state tournament. Yeah. Look at that. So yeah. they all just happen to meet those top level kids meeting that one from different divisions. There was pressing five, a three, a. So, yeah. um, yeah, I was going to say as well, uh, Tucker Bowen from Soda Springs. I really like this kid. I, you know, he doesn't get as much buzz as some of the other, you know, two way wrestlers, but man, the more I watch him, the more I'm impressed. I really like what he brings to the table. He's I, an all-American. He's he's yeah. he's been been to the big show. University of Wyoming commit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome for yep. sure. Um, John says Gabe Finley was a beast at 195 at Wiley Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy says Finley pinned everyone too because Jacob said Riley Brunson has 73 pins in 20 matches somehow this year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, here's Zach, uh, saying Tuck is my dude. What a stud. Yes. Uh, I think we're all in agreement here. Um, Jacob says, yep. Tuck bone, you dub commit Wyoming J E T. So yeah, Tucker Bowen. So to Springs getting a little love here on the prep cast. Uh, Matt says, I agree. Coach Al sixth place at Dobbs. One ninety five was the Nevada two fifteen <laughs> state champ. <laughs> yep. That was detailed. That was a tough way. Cool. Yeah, that's tough. Boy. Um, I was going to ask one more shout out here and then I'll ask you this question. Al, Uh, we had a shout out from Sandpoint. uh, If I can find it. Uh, All right. While I'm looking for it, Al. uh, So we just talked about Nevada state champ took sixth in Idaho. We've talked about how Idaho has been comparing to its contemporaries from Washington and Oregon. How how is Idaho stacking up with Nevada? We obviously we're just at Reno TOC. There's good wrestlers from Nevada, but where where would you place Idaho versus Nevada? Our cream of the crop's better. Our best kids are better, hands down. They got some good. I mean, you got the Slam Academy there in uh, Nevada. They those are like a, it's a it's a charter school, but they had some real tough kids. But I say overall, I'd take I would take Idaho over Nevada. Washington would be tough. They got some studs there. Yeah, Washington. That would be a good match. Yeah, Washington still is, you know, and they've got a long history, too, of being really good. Uh, Here is, uh, okay, Travis Tyler from Sandpoint. I want to say congratulations to Shane Sherrill and Jordan Tyler, Sandpoint's only placers at Tri-State. That's tough for Sandpoint to go down to Tri-State and take on all these gargantuan 
opponents. So yeah, you know, Shane took fifth and Tyler was uh, seventh. Both yeah. state placers too. They're both Idaho state placers. So, you know, that weight was deep there. Yes. And while tri-state was going on and Sandpoint was there, um, Lakeland was hosting a girls tournament um, as well. Bonners Ferry went up there and won that one with 170 points. Uh, Sandpoint girls took second at 127. So Bonners Ferry girls really opened in some eyes there in, in Lakeland. Um, uh, Jacob says Idaho beats Nevada in a duel easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we're in agreement there. And Amy says it's pretty impressive seeing 195 pound guys lifting guys five plus feet in the air on takedowns. How aerial oh. display. Yeah. The, I saw some big 195 pounders at Reno. These kids were, they were huge. Yeah. yeah they were huge. Gooley Gooley was in the finals from Meridian and the guy he wrestled was a lot. It was a little bit taller than him. But uh, there's some big – in fact, we had a six-foot-five kid in the heavyweights. Heavyweights, we had some big kids. So, yeah. Boy, yeah. The other tournament, the, the Wiley Dobbs had a girls' tournament as well, and I think Canyon Ridge won that. So He did. You know, and Jerome was second there, so that was another big girls' tournament going on. Yeah, Kuna was third. Uh, I think Valet is a uh, – was that Nevada school or Oregon school? Then uh, Vail. Vail. Yep. Yeah, yep. so – Oregon. Yeah, pretty good tournament. Yeah, uh, Christian says Weezer had a couple placers at Tri State. Lynn says Post Falls had quite a few wrestlers on the podium, of course. And um, Hoyt says, "Are we ready to talk about Jaden Skellinger smashing at Tri State? He's making it look easy out there, Brian. Definitely impressive. That was fun. You know, super impressive. And you know, Post Falls Seth Martin at one seventy got a fall in the finals too against." Um, the Washington kid that that's, you know, a stud. So, but Skellinger, it's just, is anybody going to touch him this year? I, I mean, it, he's fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard he may go Doc Buchanan. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if he does, he, he'll, he'll be in the mix, yep. but he, he's, he's wrestled at national and world level tournaments. So uh, yeah. he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm watching the finals. You know, talk about uh, Weezer, their 95 pounder. Grove was in the finals up there, too. That was super impressive. So, yeah, I think Cash Cobb, Cobb, uh, Cash Cobb took uh, seventh there, I think. Yep. Yeah. So, 170, he was up there. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You guys were talking about Canyon Ridge girls winning the Wiley Dobbs. Uh, Amy was talking about uh, Roxy Sheen from Canyon Ridge. She knocked off the Oregon State champ and took. Upper weight, outstanding wrestler. Al, we love to see it. Love to see it. Love, I love what's happening with girls wrestling in Idaho. It's growing exponentially. I predict next year we'll have over a thousand girls. Yeah, we were at what eight, eight sixty something, eight, sixty something like that. It went up seventeen percent from last year. But considering the grassroots growth, we may see more coming coming forward, moving forward. Yeah, uh, Billy and Chelsea say go, Roxy. Uh, Heather says it's so nice to see how many girls uh, were at the Wiley Dobbs tournament. Girls wrestling is going places. Hashtag GF pilots. Glenn's Ferry. Yes. Glenn's Ferry is, is on the rise too. in girls wrestling. Um, Amy wants to know how many unbeaten freshman girls are there so far? Oh, wow. That's, That's a tough question, Brian. That is just trying to think of who's out there. Um, uh, you know, most of the freshman girls that I've seen that I thought had a shot have have lost. Um, the uh, Olage girl from Skyline, I think that won 165 at Ryrie. I believe she's still unbeaten. 
Um, other freshmen. Who is there? You know, there's a couple in Jerome. Uh, I think Ali Savarka of Buell, I thought, had a shot, but I think she's lost a match. Uh, it might have been at 114 that she lost. Um, uh, the other freshman from Jerome, Olivia Bezdezic, I thought, also had a shot, but I think uh, she actually might. That's another freshman that's probably undefeated is Olivia from Jerome. I don't think she's lost at 120. Uh, and that's going to be a tough girls' weight class, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah. I, I don't know, Al, any others that you can think of? Not that I can think of, no. Yeah. Allie's got a couple of losses. Um, she lost to Jolie Slider, which is, hey, yeah. no uh, shame there. <laughs> yeah, and she was down at 107 this week, and when she wrestled Jolie, that was 114. So still yeah. going to be fun to watch her there at 107. Yeah, Amy says Liv and Roxy are the unbeatens. And uh, guys, I am uh, I I had a faux pas. Roxy Sheen is from Buell, not Canyon Ridge. I had Canyon Ridge on my mind because they won the team title. But yes, Roxy Sheen from Buell. Sorry about that, guys. And, and she's yeah. undefeated too. That's probably that's yes. probably yeah yeah. Yep. Roxy is undefeated for sure. So yes, way to go there. Um, all right. Well, we're getting close to uh, quitting time here, unless anybody has one last rapid fire question they want to throw in. Al, we're getting to the holiday break now. What's the, what's the schedule look like here as we it's, it's never, it's never a good time as a coach. Cause you got to send your, your guys and your gals home and they're going to eat a bunch of food and, <laughs> and then well, they got to come back. Well, I know, I know at Rocky, we're going to have practice. Uh, for me personally, I got a couple more um, hidden gems I'm working on. Uh, you know, Castagneto is uh, coming up, uh, Jake. Uh, I got about three more people. They don't know it, but I'll be contacting them soon. The hint they're up North, right? I'm trying to get up some of the kids up North. So I'll be busy. Me personally, I'll be busy, but our team will be practicing uh, over the holiday. Yep. So. Uh, at idahosports.com, Coach Snyder wants to know when you guys post your next rankings. It'll be tomorrow sometime. And I know uh, we had a couple of questions about girls' rankings. We will have our first girls' rankings of the, of the season uh, tomorrow as well. It's always tougher, Brian, to, to rank the girls, especially when it's all one big open classification, just because – you don't have as much of that head-to-head -head data to go off of. Yeah, yeah, and especially not yet. I mean, girls in the East, uh, there have been a few tournaments where we got all regions of the state together, but not really yet. Raleigh Lane's going to be telling. That'll be a good sign. You got a lot of them together there finally. Um, but, it, you know, and these freshman girls coming in that are undefeated, it's really hard to compare their undefeated records with, you know, some of these returning state placers at those weights just because they haven't seen each other yet. So, you know, people <laughs> take, you know, got to be uh, – patient with the girls rankings because it's going to it's going to be a fluid situation for sure for a little while yes and remember it's all just a fun discussion point um yeah. it's not anything official it doesn't have any impact you know when when the when the wrestling coaches are having their seating meetings they aren't going well, we <laughs> all sports rankings say this. you know they've got their own lists they use um just send the information in and uh just take it from there yep for sure. Um, okay, a couple of rapid fire questions here. Uh, Greg says, "Shout out to Aiden Natale for taking third at Greco Senior Nationals." Al, climbing the ladder. <laughs> they, yes. they should they should take notice for the twenty twenty for the next Olympics that he you know he's eyeing that. That's what he wants. Yeah, so they better you know. take notice because he's serious. 
That's the yeah. next goal on his very long list of goals, and he's yep. crossing them all out. Uh, Anthony says, Skyline girls are going to turn some heads this year. Looking forward to that. Um, Billy and Chelsea want to know of any teams going to Reno next weekend, Brian. Do you know any? I, I don't know. I've not looked at the teams for uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. What? Sierra Nevada tournament. Is that what they're referring to? I don't know yes. which one. I think it's Sierra Nevada Classic. Yeah, yeah December 28th, 29th. Yep. Here, I'm pulling up the teams right now, guys. Uh, I know BK Cold last year. Yeah, Caldwell's going to be there. Um, They'll represent. Lakeland, Minico, Thunder Ridge is going. That's why they asked. <laughs> it's because yeah. they're from Thunder Ridge. <laughs> so Minico's going to be there. That'll be good. Um, on the girls' side, Caldwell uh, is the only girls' team, it looks like. At least that's what yeah, I see. Yeah, the, the Avalano's sisters. I mean, they have some good girls at Caldwell, so they'll do well. Yep, for sure. So, um, yeah, Lakeland's going to Sierra Nevada, CJ says. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, real quick, and then we're going to duck out. Last question of the night, guys. Uh, what about uh, the 2A heavyweights, Al? This was, uh, was it two years ago where the kid from Ryrie won the heavyweight match to give the Bulldogs the title by like a point? That was a really down epic to the wire. Yeah. I mean, when they won, you felt like you were at the Olympic Games. You wouldn't know 2A, 3A, 4. It didn't matter. It was exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it set the whole whole place on. I mean, it was just roaring. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it, that's going to be a fun one to watch. I mean, I, we watched Willoughby, obviously, at Fargo. Uh, they're at New Plymouth. You know, team duels. Willoughby's look great. You know, I think he's, he's headed off to college to play football, I think, and not wrestle. But – you know, he's going to be a beast, tough to beat, but um, the West side heavyweight's solid. The first heavyweight is solid. Um, it's going to be fun at 2A. See what happens. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, and then Heather says, if you're not going to Nevada, Justin Wolf tournament in Glens Ferry on the 29th as well. So, yeah, we're kind of in this bridge where there's not a ton of competitions coming up because it's the Christmas break. Then we'll get back next week from christmas break to talk about you know the matches that are coming up but i figured guys uh maybe next week since there won't be any results to talk about we'll take a one-week break for the holidays uh and then when we come back we can recap what happened in nevada and glens ferry and all over that way you guys get to enjoy your holidays a little bit you don't have to worry about you know looking good and showing up for the prep cast and uh, i mean i'm gonna be traveling and then i i hate to say this but i'm gonna be doing some basketball games for <laughs> idahosports.com so you know i'm, I'm gonna be busy so <laughs> yeah um if that if that works for you guys that sound okay yeah. sounds, sounds great good. all right cool um okay one uh, i promise one last question nick says so is Raleigh the only credible girls wrestling tournament or what other Idaho girls wrestling tournaments do people recognize? I think Wiley Dobbs is, mm -hmm. is coming up. Yeah. Uh, the Jaybird Al is yeah. a huge one too, right? I mean, yeah, that's a good tournament. It's been growing exponentially too. Went from like a hundred and some girls to now 500 or 600. Yeah, it's grown. They're doing a great job there. Yeah. Burley has a tournament the week uh, uh, that Minico hosts their tournament. That's, you know, solid for that area. The Tiger Grizz. Uh, mm -hmm. girls tournament has grown a lot. I don't know what they're, they've got to be pushing 50 plus teams there, I think. So, um, yeah, there's a few others. Raleigh's a big one, but there's a couple others. Definitely. 
So the thing, the thing that's going to have to, we're going to need more officials. I mean, as they grow and tournaments grow, we're going to need more officials. So Brian, they may uh, call you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on call. <laughs> yeah, officials are going to be needed. Yep, for sure. So at Reno, they had coaches from Cal. I mean, officials from California all over. Several states were out there helping out. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good, I wouldn't have thought of that Al, but that's a great point that you bring up for sure. So, all right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Idaho Matt chat prep cast. We are going to take a week off for the holidays, which means we will be back in two weeks for the new year. It'll be Tuesday, January 2nd. All right. So don't, don't be too crazy on new year's day, guys. We need you alert and focused for the prep cast the day after. <laughs> don't worry. We'll be fine. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Thanks to everybody uh, in the comments tonight. If you could just hit that like button one more time before you duck out for the night and then share it as well. That'll help everybody who wasn't able to be here live tonight, find it a little bit easier uh, tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. And, uh, enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. And we will see you Merry back Christmas. here in the new year for uh, the Idaho Met Chat Prepcast. January 2nd, 2024 is our next show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be there. Merry <laughs> Christmas, all. Merry yep. Christmas. Yep. For Brian Zollinger and Coach Al Fontes, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you in the new year on IdahoSports.com. <laughs>